Welcome back to the Two Months Podcast presented by Biosteel and powered by Go Road Sports. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall. Uh, we have a, the roundtable is back finally. It's been a while since we've had uh, all the uh, participants uh, available. We still can't find Rupper. He might be stuck in a pub crawl somewhere still in the uh, Mill Woods area, but uh, we have Clay. Oh, yeah, Dicey, whatever the hell it's called. Dicey. I don't Dicey know what James. that bottle is called. There you go. How <laughs> wild is that place? Yeah. Oh. Dandy, how's it going? I'll be honest. I don't even know I made it. I don't even know if we made it to that bar. I just stopped picking. <laughs> So how like how many places did you guys get to? Because that's the most famous Melwood's pub crawl, I guess. Is the is that still what it's called, Melwood's pub crawl? No, no, you can't go to St. Albert and call it the Melwood's pub crawl. I believe oh, it was. Yeah, you guys were, I didn't know you guys were in St. Albert. We were in St. Albert. Oh, Rupper, I was Rupper, in Rupper, Rupper really Isn't the place to go in Millwoods like that Rosie's place or something? No, uh, no, no. Or is that just like where all like the old timers go hang out? Where the old timers go? I don't know where we. Gotcha. I don't know how many bars we hit. Well, we started. We picked all our clothes up at at uh, Valley Village, and and then like all the women looked like Hutterites. They were all, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how that even happened. And then uh, yeah, I I can't. There's no way I'll be able to name bars. I wouldn't even. I don't even know where we were. <laughs> I was just on. I was on cruise control. As soon as we got out of Valley Village, I hit the button to cruise control, and I I let the pedal go to the floor. There you go. As uh, my commenter says, you were in one and you floored it. So yeah, yeah. I met some some awesome people, man. You guys, you got a good crew of friends, and uh, it it was a blast. It was fun. It was, it was awesome. a good time. And uh, we got Brody McIntyre with us. Uh, he's back, uh, a.k.a. The Closer. Brody, how's it going? Going pretty well, man. Back to the grind here. You know, routines are kicking in. Kids are trials are starting. This camp, this camp, that camp. And school supply shopping. and Crazy, man. Back to the grind. Yeah, it's a busy season, busy season. And uh, last but not least, we have uh, Phil Stockley, Philadelphia. How's it going, Philly? Going pretty good. Uh, taking a couple days off of work here, so good time to jump on uh, the pod and uh, chat with you boys about some hockey. You know, got away yesterday. Got got to Jasper for the day, so you know, feeling pretty good. Nice. Man. You you drove to Jasper and back. You wanted, it, buddy, but I can't. You know, like the cheapest hotel in Jasper right now is like four hundred bucks a night. I'm not doing it. Uh, that's what it is really yeah you can stay at like the timberland in like hinton then you're in vandy's shoes right now you know and it's like 250 bucks a night what are you paying for that that place tonight vandy 164 look i'll show you look this is my fucking chair can you guys see it that's my chair like, looks like a bowl. Looks, looks like no, it looks like they took it out of like a sixteen-year-old girl's room. Yeah, it's like some fucking IKEA or something. God, oh, but it's my own damn fault. I planned so I planned to come to GP last week, kind of last minute, and then I had a reminder in my phone to book a hotel because I I was kind of I kind of thought about the evacuees from from Northwest Territories. And then it comes yesterday afternoon and I'm like, oh shit. So I tried phoning and 
nothing like my regular hotel that I when I come here, nothing, nothing. So I figured, okay, well, I'll wait until the morning. Called and this was the only place. And I don't know, whatever it is, what it is, just place sleep, I guess. So, but yeah, I, yeah, it yeah, is what it is. Yeah, and our, uh, obviously our thoughts and prayers with those people that are affected by these uh, forest fires. Yeah, man, there's some. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 horrible what's going on out there. I've been kind of cons- I get consumed when this shit happens. I don't know why, and for some reason, like the shoe shop always has a big place in my heart. Even though I got not like I, I spent four or five summers there because a buddy had a cabin out at Eagle Bay or Blind Bay, I think it was, but. Just watching what they're going through right now, it's like holy fuck! I couldn't imagine. Yeah, not uh, not good. And like we, uh, yeah, kind of put it on our uh, Instagram page. Or just uh, stick snaps, hats off to the to the uh, to the men and women in the uh, in in it, fighting these fights with the firefighters in BC and Northwest Territories. It's pretty much all over the place. Obviously. Well, and, and it sounds like they're kind of fighting the government too, like it's like stories that are coming out, you know, like not getting getting financial assistance and support from the government is just not getting assistance period. Like I've been following one account, um, BT's it's a, it's a food truck lady. And, and she's like, she's been running food out to people that stayed in her town to help battle the blaze or the fires and whatnot. And then they kind of, they put this permit thing up and it's just, it's a complete fucking nightmare. I I couldn't, I, I, I'd be going bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be going bonkers and you're in Grand Prairie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, uh, unfortunately I don't follow the news. So, uh, but, uh, it's not even news. It's, 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 these are like people that are there and they're reporting it. And and like she she's posting Instagram TikTok stories, okay. And and then there's like a Raven Apparel account that I started following these two guys, and and it's like some of the shit that they're saying. The news obviously isn't saying it, but like they they haven't seen a water bomber. They and fires like basically creeping down the North Shore coastline, and it's like where where the fuck's all the help? And and they won't. They won't let people back in or they'll let them back in, but they have to stay on their property. They can't go fight other fires and try to, protect. it's just, it's a nightmare. I, 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 I couldn't imagine what they're going through. But yeah, yeah thoughts out to them and stick taps to the people that stay back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, you know, a lot to probably cover it. it I, I know it's somewhat, somewhat the dog days of summer, but uh, you know, there's been some news and, some things that have happened and some good things and some uh, unfortunate things. So there's some, definitely some sad things, but uh, um, you know, let's get to our uh, NHL report sponsored by Sheena Boychuk. Mutz fans. So much going on right now in the live sporting events, concerts, everything going on. You know, you got wrestling events, you got the NBA, you got the NFL, you got hockey coming back, like so much going on. So use the promo code two months pod. When you guys go to seat geek, Download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com and get $20 off your purchase for these live events. You guys won't be disappointed. They'll help you on the bucks. 
you know, save that $20, get you a couple beers, maybe have some popcorn, whatever you want for that, saving that $20 going in. And, you know, use these live events, man. There's so much going on right now. Uh, this is the greatest time. Um, all these sports are firing back up. So all four major sports will be ready to go. Then you guys got the Drake concerts, the T-Swift concerts. There, there's so much happening right now. So, so many great events to be a part of. So don't be disappointed when you guys go to SeekGeek.com and use the promo code Two Months Pod, all capitals. That's the promo code Two Months Pod, all capitals, to get $20 off your purchase. This public service announcement is brought to you by our friends at CDN. Here's a crazy thought. Not all teamwear needs a team logo. Stand out in the crowd and rep your team colors with one of CDN's hockey hats. Listen, these hats are phenomenal. We just got ours a little while ago and we've been wearing them nonstop. You know when you find a hat you love and you just can't take it off? Yep, that's how we feel with our CDN hat. Every time we wear it out, we get asked, where did you get that hat? I know what you're thinking. How can I get one? Cue the details. Shop online 24-7 at www.wearecdn.ca and use the promo code 2MUTS for 15% off your order. Again, that's www.wearecdn.ca to get your new favorite hat and use the discount code 2MUTS at checkout for 15% off your order. Now back to the show. You know, obviously kind of the big news over the weekend was uh, the passing of uh, Rick Jenneret, uh, Phil. Um, you know, this guy's done a, an amazing job, 82 years old. But he is involved in the game, and uh, we lost one of the great ones. And fitting his last goal was a Casey Middlestad overtime winner. That was the last goal that he was able to call for the Buffalo Sabres. So obviously it was nice for him to go out on a win, and it's an overtime. And Middlestad's, uh, you know, uh, you know, big core of that uh, that team coming up here. Um, you know, thoughts on kind of what you uh, you always kind of loved about uh, you know Rick Jenneret. He definitely had that voice and, and anybody in the world who is a hockey fan has heard that voice and, and knows what that voice is. And I don't know if, I don't know if Cam can like pop that in there like right now, like during the podcast, just like one of his calls, that'd be pretty sick if he could do that. I'm sure he can. So yeah, I don't, uh, and, and right when, yeah, I don't think we're allowed to now. So, uh, unfortunately. Oh, we're not allowed to anymore, but anyways, yeah. Just go look him up, and uh, some of it, some of his, yeah, there it is. That's it. The Mayday call, the Mayday call. Like, if you guys just go look that up right now and play it, that thing will give you chills. So, uh, definitely one of the best, and it's always sad news to hear. Uh, like, like we know he did step away in the last couple of years here, but uh. Did, he did step away for some oh, health reasons oh, at some point. A didn't little he? bit, yeah, but he was still yeah when when he was healthy, he was still calling games and you know like right there. His his the last goal call was this year and it was a Casey Middlestad overtime winner. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, so you know, and and again, like just like another like voice of of your childhood watching hockey. Every time you'd see a Buffalo Sabres game, you kind of look forward to hearing him with the call. You know, just like Oiler fans. And, and like Rod Phillips voice, right? So familiar. Everybody knows Rod's voice. So 
out. Same kind of a thing. Brody, your thoughts, uh, the passing of Rick and kind of what he meant to the game from what you saw from afar. But from afar, that's thing, right? He's way across the country or in another country, but way out east from us. And you can count how many unbelievable calls he's had over the years, right? He's he's an absolute legend or was an absolute legend. And he'll be remembered by many a hockey fan for years to come. And I'm sure they'll play more and more. I think it'd be cool to be in Buffalo. I'm sure they'll honor him, yeah. do a huge tribute to him. And I think over the course of the year, maybe the intermissions, you know, commercial breaks, that kind of stuff. They'll be playing lots of, uh, lots of his calls over the yeah, next year or two or three or four, or whatever it is. So I think that's pretty cool. And you know, how many years did he do it for, right? It's amazing what he's done and great for the game of hockey for sure. Yeah. And Patty, your, your thoughts, uh, what he meant to you from afar and you know, how much you love to hear his voice during, uh, during broadcast. Yeah. I mean, I remember. Yeah. You, I don't remember much about being like a young, young kid, but I mean, we are, we're getting to that age now where we're going to start losing some of these legends and it's unfortunate, but it, it is life. And, and, you know, when you, you lose them, you got to celebrate them and yeah, he'll be celebrated and then, you know, he'll be missed obviously by his family, but, but by the, by the Sabres, um, uh, fan base as well. And with them coming on, it would be nice to see them maybe go on a little run, use this as a little inspiration, you know, tool to, to maybe make a little run this year. And they definitely got the team to do it. They do. They do for sure. And, uh, definitely the goaltending is, uh, is kind of going to round into form with Devin Levi and that for sure. Um, Big signing today, the the Tampa Bay Lightning Broads, uh, Brandon Hagel, uh, eight year deal, six point five million, fifty two million dollars uh, deal for him. Uh, what a ticket he got! Thirty goals last year. Um, thoughts on this uh, this signing by the Lightning? I think you know. At first, you quickly look at it and you think, "Oh man, that's a bit of an overpay." But then you think, thirty goals. I know he's he's young. He's right right in his prime for the next three, four, five years, right? And I think it's going to be one of those deals where in, well, the cap's going to go up a lot after next season, I think. So yeah. I think two, three years from now, that soon we'll be looking at it as that's a hell of a deal. It's it's awesome. And good for him for getting that. And that's worth a hell of a lot more, right? Being there with the no state tax. So good for him. And again, I think looking three, four years from now, we'll think of it as an underpay. Yeah. Yeah, good Alberta boy and uh, Elaine Waugh, who's a friend of ours, is his agent uh, with uh, Roy Sports Group. So great on them. Another big ticket under their firm. So that's really awesome. Uh, Phil, your thoughts on this deal and kind of what you saw from, you know, your situation uh, in in here in Alberta, seeing, you know, Brandon uh, Hagel kind of come into his own here and, you know, former Red Deer Rebel too. So, um, you know, thoughts on the deal that he got today and, and maybe that sets the precedent. I think it's a good deal because when the cap goes up, these deals are going to be pretty great. I, I would say, I would assume, right, Phil? Yeah, definitely. Like you look back at, at some deals where like, like Brody just said at the time, you're just like, geez, like, what are they doing? And uh, you know, like what's it like, it's just going to keep going up. Like these players are just going to keep making more and more money over the years. So, you know, in a few years, like bro just said, it is going to look good. It is going to look like a, like a bit of a steal. Like, 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 I don't know, like you look at dry sidle, like his is an absolute steal. Right. But like at the time people were just like, Oh, that's kind of a lot to pay for, uh, for, for a guy who, 
maybe like at that time, Drysdale wasn't so proven as he is now. Like he's said, like one of the top three players in the world right now. And, and, and like, look how good his deal looks. So, you know, like I, to be honest with you, I, I think it's a complete gong show when some of these players get paid and um, they get paid a lot of money. And, you know, these, these guys who are actually signing the checks and handing out the money and handing out the contracts, they know a lot more than me about uh, what these players are going to bring in the future and who they're going to be in the future, probably. So just as like a hockey fan, I can say like, Oh, that's a terrible deal. But you know, maybe, maybe I don't see what, but somebody else sees. Right. So. Yeah. Vandy, you're, you're coaching. I, what you see from Brandon Hagel, Alberta boy, big ticket, uh, your thoughts. Well, you know, you see uh, a, a kid that works hard. That's coming up through a program or I guess you can't really call it a program, but like a, a team that's building a culture that has built a culture over the last four or five years. And, and he's a young spot. He's going to be a huge part of that team moving forward. And, you know, you got, you know, with Hedman and Kucherov in point, he just adds that other, another element to those, to that core. And, and obviously, you know, I, I wonder like, when when teams make signings like this, I I would think they they consult with the core, especially a signing of this magnitude. Like would they 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 obviously they talk to the coach, no question about it. But would they talk uh, to to like other players like Hedman and or? Oh, I'm, I'm sure. asking like, that. They, they well, their core is pretty much locked up long term here now. Like Samco's. The quietest, you know, situation now. And he's a UFA. So, but for, yeah, for their core, they're locked up, you know, from five yeah. years up to eight years. Um, pretty- so they're, they're probably talking to Hedman and, and Stammer and, and off, yeah. these guys. Yeah. And, going, hey, can, you know, what do you, obviously he's a good kid. Good. So, they yeah. can't a lot to so, get him. Like they, they, a couple first round picks in Chicago to get, Brandon Hagel. So, you know, it was, uh, that was a lot to, a lot to get. So, um, but good for yeah. him, man. Yeah, no, exactly. I thought it was a good deal. He's and the other thing. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Vandy, you were asking who they ask. I was listening to spitting chicklets and they had the, uh, New Jersey GM on. He was saying there's pressures from like who they speak to. The PA gets involved in all these deals, right? They're, pushing for this, they're pushing for that term and all that. So that they're not just discussing with agents of players and teammates. They're going through the PA as well, which is, I found very interesting. That's a uh, very, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh wow. That's super interesting. Yeah. No, that's a union, right? So yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Cause you wouldn't want to jam up. Would you want to jam no. up the system? And you wouldn't want to jam up the system in a way. You know, if that's the oh, market value for a guy, that's the market value for a guy. So then yeah. it kind of screws the other GMs up going forward. If, you know, if they just say, okay, well, this is yeah. good value, but we're just going to say we're going to pay him an extra $2 million more. That kind of probably jams up the system in a way. So, you know, obviously the PA is going to start with uh, Kevin Lowe and Justin Penner. <laughs> yeah. That's where that all started. Right. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys get a chance to listen Second to Second contract. Yeah, did you guys get a chance to listen to Sheldon Surrey on uh, Dropping the Gloves podcast with uh, Tim and uh, John Scott there? 
Just like the little blurb that's on social media. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually a pretty pretty good interview, but um, you know, I didn't like the part that he What's that? The culture and how sour it was. Yeah, a decade of darkness for sure. So uh yeah. Um but what didn't you like about it? The one thing I didn't like though is how his sh- he took a very personal shot at towards the end of the interview uh, against Daryl Cates. I didn't I didn't really like that. Like you know, I, I'm not going to say I know the Cates family, but what I can say is last start of last year when the minor hockey team that I was a part of, we came to an Oilers morning skate and Daryl's son, Harrison Cates said hi to the kids. And then, you know, it was Bob, Bob kind of brought me into this side area with like Bob Stoffer with Harrison. And, you know, I was talking to him for 10 minutes and he actually says the odd time he's heard of our podcast. And when he it intrigues him, he listens. He's not saying he listens to every episode, but you know, he's definitely involved. So I just thought that was nice. He's a pretty nice kid. He didn't need to, he didn't have no business of shaking my hat or coming up. He just was there to kind of meet the, meet some of the players in the team, but they were playing the flames that night, but just, you know, I don't know. Like that was a, a 10 minute situation that I just thought was nice, but you know, I'm not going to, you know, maybe it's, but Sheldon Surrey had a little bit of a different situation, I guess. But, you know, I don't think the Oilers in any which way cost them their career. I think the most intriguing part was in a way too, is, you know, you've seen the regime that was there and maybe there was a bit of bad blood between some of the, you know, maybe like the, the Buckburgers or Mac T's or the Lowe's, but these guys were getting paid all this money because the kind of the story he brought in was his first day of training camp where he knew he wasn't going to pass his physical because he had the injury, he had shoulder surgery. Mac T just lit him up right in front of all the other players and it kind of fueled him to come back faster. But what happened when he came back faster, he got hurt quicker. So he wasn't able to heal from it, right? So like he talked about that story where Mac T just went right at him in front of everyone while they're just sitting there having a coffee in the room. And, you know, later came out, yeah, like, you know, he didn't, it, Mac T apologized because, you know, the jealousy that he had towards the players at that time making that much money. But, you know, he's a different person now. You grow as, as, as anything does. But um, so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. It's a good it's a good episode. You know, John Scott's obviously a good interview. He, you know, he was on our podcast. So, you know, he's had some pretty good ones as of late, too. So um, but, yeah, I just want to bring up that. And then I was there's some other news here to, today, too. Uh, Logan. Hang on, Harold, what, what's your story you got? Oh, I was uh, coaching with. Kazani years ago and this kid shot it high and the kid came off and the forward came off and started yelling at the defenseman and Fern goes, want to hear a funny story? I go, yeah. He goes, I was standing in front of the net and remember Surrey's shot, he used to just hammer that thing, right? Remember he had an absolute missile, right? And he rips one, just misses him up at like shoulder height. So he goes to the bench, he's like, fuck Surrey, like keep it down. Like, they're not paying me five million a year to keep it down, Fern. It's like, all right, then that's fair. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's funny for sure. Um, yeah. Obviously we had a, our buddy, Gilbert Brule was a part of that area there. So he's supposed to come back on with us here in a couple of weeks. So maybe we'll get some good stories out of him from maybe his time at that, at during that uh, juncture of uh, his stage of his career. But uh, uh, Logan Mayu has been reinstated by the NHL. Um, you know, a Montreal Canadiens draft pick, a lot of controversy when the 
Habs drafted him first overall or in the first round around, I think it was like pick 30. Um, but he's done all the, the throughout the programs that he's had to do to, you know, mend the fence and, and move on with his career. So, um, you know, a highly uh, touted prospect from the London Knights organization uh, and the Habs move on to, uh, you know, get him back into the system. So I don't know if any of you guys want to have any comments there, but um, just the fact that it is news that he is back uh, in the reinstated in the NHL and he'll be able to start. Uh, okay. So let's re- refresh my memory. This was the kid that went to Sweden. Correct. And he sent a picture or got a picture sent or like he, he never actually. Yeah. He p- sent pictures. Yeah. He sent pictures of, of the lady he was with to the team he was playing with. Um, just under inappropriate. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. So there weren't, um, I mean, wasn't consensual. I Obviously know. he, you know, yeah. I think there were some, there were some, some charges and whatnot. And, and but he was young. He was like 17. Was he not? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So it was during when there was the pandemic when yeah. the OHL wasn't playing. And so he went over there to play because the OHL, that was well, the, let's not justify the kid for making a mistake. Yes. It was a dumb, he's playing in Sweden, obviously with men, I would assume. Yeah. He was playing pretty much pro hockey his first year pro hockey. Well, can you imagine being a 17 year old kid playing with men and you're dating probably a, or, or sleeping with or whatever, a bombshell. <laughs> Swedish girl, and you got the men going. Hey, can you get a? You know what I mean. And I know it's the hockey <laughs> culture, and we want to get out of that. But let's let's not crucify the kid. He's allowed to come back in. It's not like he he did rape somebody, or or you know. Yeah. I know it was bad, but let's not crucify the kid. Yeah, Give him another he, chance. He literally went through a lot of a lot of programs. Hundred yeah. percent, he probably did. Frank serve all. Oh, yeah. Did all I did is send a picture. That's his one thing he did was set a picture. That's it. I, I, I think so. Am I, am I wrong? Am I it's right? Just, no, it just, it was one picture. It was, wasn't consensual. Um, and, uh, yeah, he obviously apologized. He did. I think he did some community service there. Um, there was a fine to be paid. And then when he came back to North America, when he got drafted, there was a lot of controversy when the Cabs drafted him and then the NHL sus- uh, suspended him. I think it was for about two years. I believe, I think he went through some pretty rigorous, you know, training off ice. But that was right at the height of cancer or can- cancer, cancel culture where we're like, you say something wrong and you're done. You're, you're never coming back. It's not the other thing. I think we're not, we're not totally out of it, but we're getting out of it now. So yeah, of what? course. I mean, plus he's also, he's at that age where I, I, I don't know, like education now that my kids understand now they're still going to make dumb errors and dumb mistakes with the phone but but as parents nicole and i are teaching our kids like don't be dumb with that phone right and i think that kid is is at was at that age where you know parents were naive and and you know it only took us a couple until a couple years ago we're like okay we gotta like explain to our kids like you send a dick pic or whatever (laughs) to your yeah, that's child pornography. You're going to jail or well, you're not jail, but, but you know what I mean? So I think let's give the kids some leeway and let them, you know, let them give them a second chance. You can't, you know, crucify them. I doubt he'll, I doubt he'll do it again, right? Yeah. I guarantee he doesn't have any pictures on his phone right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. So he's obviously uh, dealt with that and and moved on and and uh, continues to uh, work with some communities in the Montreal area and I think even the Ontario area there to uh, to be a you know kind of that role model of trying to be better and and work at being better in that community. So uh, so that's uh, that's that was some news there. There wasn't a whole lot. Um, uh, Joe Valeno uh, resigned with the, uh, the the Detroit Red Wings. It was a one year deal, eight hundred and fifty thousand um, dollars. And then, uh, kind of a cool story here. Peter Holland, uh, he uh, longtime NHLer, went overseas for a bit. Hasn't played played a, a little bit here, but uh, signs a PTO with the uh, Colorado Avalanche. He's done some work on TSN Overdrive with our buddies uh, Jamie McLennan and uh, Jeff O'Neill. So. Uh, Good feel, feel good story there. He's been training with Gary Roberts all summer, so that uh, training has paid off to uh, getting at least a PTO. Um, his uh, maybe his road back to the NHL is uh, is pretty sweet. Uh, Jonathan Bernier, after 14 seasons in the National Hockey League, he re- he announces his retirement. Uh, you know, uh, really good career that he had, uh, cut short by injury here with some knee injuries, and won a Stanley Cup with the LA Kings. Uh, and that was kind of cool too when he got drafted and Jonathan quick got drafted. It was the Jonathan's and that. And then obviously Jonathan quick ended up being the, uh, the superior goaltender there. But uh, you know, Bernie, when he was in Toronto, he played over 150 games there and he was uh, doing pretty good too. So, uh, you know, it's some pretty good numbers under a, a tough situation in Toronto. Uh, the Boston Bruins signed Alex chase onto a PTO. So a little bit more PTO news there. Um, and uh, yeah, so and then the Jets re-signed Logan Stanley to a one-year, one million dollar contract, and then uh, Ilya Labushkin gets traded from the uh, Buffalo Sabers for a draft pick to the Ducks. So the Ducks now have, if I am correct, they got Labushkin and Rato Gudis on the back end. That's a that's a lot of meat to be on your right hand side, and two guys that hit and hit to hurt at times. So that will be a an interesting one. And then the sharks have hired uh, Ryan Miller and Thomas Vanek as scouts. So there's some news there. And um, yeah, so that's kind of your NHL news and notes. And then I think the big one that we can kind of talk about here before we move on to our Oilers and flames report, uh, Jonathan Taze uh, uh, went to, took to Instagram, uh, just said, taking time away from the game, uh, Brody, your thoughts on him just taking some time away. Um, it's unfortunate what COVID kind of has done to him here, but uh, you know, 16 seasons in the NHL, Hopefully we see him back, but if we don't, what a career he had, didn't he, Closer? He was incredible, right? He's a guy, he was in his prime. He was a poor man's, in my opinion, he was a poor man's Sidney Crosby, right? Yeah. On the ice for every situation, unbelievably reliable, never cheated the game, got lots of points, but never got like, I don't know, I don't know if he ever got 100 points, but it seemed like he's always kind of just around a point a game, just below a point a game. But an absolute stud, right? He would suck to play against him. And the one thing I like is he didn't retire, right? He, the door's still open. He's got to get healthy from the long COVID there. And uh, I predict he's back at the deadline to a contender. And yeah. goddamn, I hope it's the Oilers because that would be absolute perfection. Has been tied here uh, quite often lately with the connection with Duncan Keith in this uh, organization still. Uh, Vandy, your thoughts. And I watched him at the John Reed tournament here in St. Albert, by the way, when he there was about there you go. 13 or 14. And he was an absolute stud, obviously. Brody? He's from Winnipeg. Uh, yeah, he from is, Winnipeg, yeah. 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 
great, great comments there from, uh, from the closer there. Um, Vandy, your thoughts, Jonathan Taze, what you saw and, and seen and, and what could, uh, could, if it is an end of a career, which I don't think it I mean, is. at one point, were we not talking about him being the best leader in the NHL? Yes. Almost hundred percent. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Peter Carmelo thinks he's the worst leader in hockey. He thinks he's a fraud. Who does? <laughs> My buddy Carmelo Cerrone. Um, he does not like Jonathan. Vandy's going to find him right now, eh? Vandy's uh, going to find him. Vandy oh, went mute and took the. <laughs> he's getting in a, a helicopter and he's flying to New York to get after Carm. So I'll have to play this for Carm. But uh, yeah, um, I don't know where Vandy went, but he just took off. So. I do think he was waiting. I do think he was waiting for some food. He did say that at the start of the pod. Maybe that's when it showed up. But uh, Phil, your thoughts? Yeah, Jonathan Taves. He's he's another one. I I remember at the trade deadline talking about Kane and being traded and not being a Blackhawk. Man, would it be a strange sight to see him come back to a different team? Hey. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I would. Like seeing him in another uniform just wouldn't look right. So. But yeah, like what a career, like, like you looked at him on team Canada too, like back at like, what, what, what Vandy say? I think he was trying to comment on my buddy Carmelo. I think Carmelo's a needed <laughs> dick if he thinks that he's the worst leader in hockey. Sorry, Philly. I'm, I did have to go and run it and get my food that was going. Oh, okay, go buddy. I was just holding down the fort till you got back, bud. Making stuff up till you got back. <laughs> Go ahead, Vandy. What'd you get, Vandy? Uh, I think it was like a like a quesadilla thing. I don't even know. I'll eat it later. Uh, yeah. So what you thought, Vandy? You kind of you're all over the place right now. I'll get back. I'm so sorry, Billy. You get back. I had it because I was listening to it in my ears as I'm answering the door, and I'm like, "What the fuck? Why would you say that?" <laughs> The poor, the poor Joe, guy, the uh, poor hotel staff there thinks you're pretty grumpy, eh? Yeah. Was, uh, ahead, the dishes driver's not too happy with them. So. Do you remember Jonathan Taves when uh, Seabrick was losing his shit in the penalty box, and he just came over, right? Opened the door and gave a little tap, said whatever he said. Just I was calm it down, buds. Let's just move on and listen. Like, and he was like 23 years old when he did that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's a leader, man. A born yeah. leader. Yeah. yeah, no. And a shield specialist. Remember him so in the did World you say Seabrook was losing oh, yeah. his shit? I think it was Seabrook that was oh, in the so penalty. That, that, this is where this is where Carm doesn't like him. So Carm's no, if you it actually Taves was losing his marbles and Seabrook came over and calmed him down. Oh, I had it backwards. Yes, yes. So that's oh, that's a big miss there. That's <laughs> no, a big well, miss, but I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube, but yeah. That's where Carm's hatred came in from. And I think it really had a lot to do with the fact that he won three cups and in that bubble season where the Oilers should have probably won. Don't be jealous. Don't be jealous. He Carm's a big Oilers fan, but he does not like Taves at all. So um, we'll have to play this for him and then maybe get him. Bill, go. Bill, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. It's okay, bud. It's okay. No, I was just going to say like, like even like, like thinking back to like team Canada and like, watching him at, at like the 2014 Olympics. Like what about the uh, just, old seven, so good. The old seven world juniors where he just captain clutch, just kept scoring goals. Yeah. To keep them alive. Yeah. Right. 
I don't know. I think he's had a pretty good career, <laughs> in my opinion. So a uh, Hall of pretty Famer. Pretty good. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Hall of Famer. First ballot Hall well, of Famer. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see him. I honestly could see him coming back, right? I, I, I can I don't too. Think he's yeah. done. I would have yeah. said he's done. No, no. I just think he just needs like a little bit more healthy, time. And uh, look at, look at, you know, you've seen Brandon Sutter two years out from the NHL. He's finally filmed good enough to get a PTO and come back. There's no guarantee you'll get a contract, but from all accounts, he has always been in shape. It's just this COVID has kind of hurt him a bit. So it, it's, and that's a whole podcast in its own with all this stuff. Um, but we won't get into that today, but, um, but yeah, we'll, uh, I was, I was with Broads. I thought it was Taves that calmed Seabrook down. Yeah, no, I, I won. Yeah, no, yeah. If you're gonna have to go to the video, we're gonna have to go to the replay, boys. Yeah, no. I, I did just Google it. It was Seabrook that told him to calm the fuck down. Yeah. All right. But anyway, he was twenty years old. Yeah. yeah. All right, Phil. I know you've been waiting for a while for this for a couple of couple of reasons. So let's go to the order for Oilers report first, sponsored by our friends at Shadowfight Salon and Barbershop. They have three locations. Uh, Phil, tell everyone your experience and your kids' experience at Chattified. I know you've been dying to tell for uh, to say this. I know, I know. With, uh, Craig Button, but uh, here the mic is yours, and maybe uh, Broads and Vandy can get their kids over there too to for Shaddy to take it. Absolutely. So, so Bosco's like, "Okay, hey, we're going to shot. We're going to see Shaddy." He told me this like on like a Thursday. We're going on Saturday afternoon, and I'm like, "All right." we're going to go. And like, I'm like, geez, like this guy's going to like, I got my kids. I got, uh, I got my two boys. I got myself. Bosco's there. Bosco's got his nephew there. And we walk in there and apparently I had you know, a the guy just, son out of nowhere too. Right. Remember that? The yeah. people yeah. thought I had. Someone's like, did someone messaged me at the picture? Like does Bosco have a kid? I'm like, no, it's his nephew. But anyways, <laughs> no, we walk in there. The place is packed. Shaddy just comes right up and like he's where we go right over to his seat and he's finishing up with a guy, but you know, he's just, he's just our top tier, man. This guy is just, that was Nick. Yeah. Nick, big big Rangers fan. He wants us to talk more Rangers. He said, so I heard Bosco ask him a question, but honestly, he's a guy like just so good with my kids, gave them wicked haircuts, you know, as a, as a balding middle-aged man, you know, he made me feel, he made me feel confident again about my hair. And, you know, he gave me a wicked haircut. He, uh, totally, totally made me feel good about my hair. I get compliments about my hair. So shoddy, thank you so much. Thank you for cutting my kids hair. They love their haircuts. I love my haircut. So it was so good that I don't know. even Vernon Fiddler, a buddy who's going to be here in a few days said, I need to get hooked up by Chattified. So that's okay. Yeah, he, you know, he looked at my hair once. Fid saw that picture of my hair. He's like, I want the Phil Stockley. That's exactly. what I want for my hair. <laughs> yeah. Let's get to all those reports. So obviously, great things there um, from you, Phil. So uh, thanks. You. I know you've been dying to uh, to give that a plug. And um, this is your first time back on since that happened. But uh Bro, you threw something in the uh, in the group chat here today. I don't know if you want to you dive into that a little bit more. Um, there are some more. There's news that was tweeted out. Uh, the mic is yours, my friend. Yeah, buddy, mine is now the Western Canada scout for the Montreal Canadiens. Fernando Pizani's coming out. Uh, well, he's not retired, but 
he's getting back into getting paid for hockey. So he's going to be working uh, WHL games, AJHL games, scouting kids or young men, I guess, for them. And he's pretty excited. We had a good chat about it today. And uh, yeah, he's pumped to do it. He said it's pretty cool, all the uh, systems they have and ratings on how, how they, you know, they utilize their analytics and what he's got. He's got to rate kids and it's pretty neat, pretty cool stuff. He's, he's very excited about it. So that's pretty awesome. Neat. I actually found a picture uh, on, where did I see it? I saw it on Twitter and it was uh, from a French uh, Quebec paper and it said, Fernando uh, Pizani and something in French. And he made the little translate button and you click the link. I click the link and it, it pulls up to Montreal Canadiens hire Fernando Pizani as scout. And then it's got a picture of Steve Stales. So I made sure to take it. Send that to him. Boy, hey, look at you. You're good. <laughs> looking good, eh? Looking good. Did he apply What's or did, who, who did, does he know? I never he asked if we, yeah, he if he applied, they reached out to him. I'm not, I'm not really sure, to be honest. But uh, him, yeah, he's really going to like it too. And he's, uh, I think he'll be fantastic at it. That's awesome. And he's pumped. So that's good. Good for him. That's the biggest thing is the passion and being pumped. So, um, yeah, awesome. Great news there. Um, and then, yeah, the Oilers uh, today, they parted ways with, uh, was it their amateur uh, scouting? Uh, Tyler Wright uh, has stepped away. The Oilers parted ways with him. Um, so that was some uh, some intriguing news because uh, Ken Holland's been very highly, of, uh, yeah. has spoken very highly of him, right, in the past and, you know, from his time with him in Detroit. and. Um, you know, so that's a, that's a, that's a interesting one there. There wasn't many details of why they parted ways, but. Uh, What's the scoop on that? There's gotta be a scoop. Cause that's a Holland. Holland brought him over. Yeah. Holland pulled him out of Detroit. Right. So. Uh, yeah, there's gotta be more to that. There is. And there the, the release is, is that doesn't really, it doesn't even go into many details at all. And uh, I know. Uh, what is it? Rick Percy, Percy that uh, is taken over. Uh, Never heard of him. I wonder if it was the the new guy Jackson. I wonder maybe it's something there. I have no idea, but I obviously have zero idea. But yeah, yeah, it seems odd to me. Yeah, and Stoffer's on holidays, so to get any information there will be uh, top. Go ahead, Vandy. Is it a is it a consensual thing where you know maybe Tyler Wright has another opportunity? It didn't even say that yeah, there. Oh, yeah, it just wow. it parted ways, and, just, and that was it. it. Didn't say. Usually, sometimes they say like parted ways for this reason or whatnot. But uh, I'm sure something will come out. I saw Low Tide kind of had an article on it, but I haven't had a chance to read it. Um, I just saw that uh, about uh, three minutes before we hit record here. So, uh, but uh, I don't even know how much information he has with the athletic there. But uh, yeah, maybe the next time we record, we'll have some information on that. But uh, it's the intri- intriguing because uh, Ken has been very, very uh, positive about Tyler Wright, right, Brody? Absolutely. It's it shocked me when I saw that. I was like, oh man, that's like yeah, Colin's guy he brought over. He's always been talking about how wonderful he is and good at this and good at that. And I don't know. I think there's something. There's something a lot more to the first comment in Low Tide's thing is they made the organization's first big move of the Jeff Jeff Jackson era. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He probably brought in his own guy. Could be too, yeah. But hopefully it's all just downhill from here for the Oilers, eh? (laughs) There were some comments in the (laughs) deep though that that I think 
buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing it out there, eh? Um, no, but the, the I don't know because there was uh there's also some other tweets here that the Rick that who they brought in, um, his track record with uh, Colorado and Philadelphia isn't really uh isn't really that high. So and uh, that's uh with uh with the prospects oh, that he's great so you so, philly again yeah so philly's probably <laughs> loving to hear that too but um yeah we'll see what happens here i know bob green's a big voice of that uh that scouting as well too but um you know there is you know there's going to be some movement and some parts uh being shipped around and some people brought in some people being taken away because you know you have a new uh president of hockey operations involved right so this is probably the uh the like low tide said just the first piece to of many to fall down but um uh, i hope they add i hope he looks at the organization and he's adding scouts here analytics there business whatever he needs to add i hope been, he's adding to make the uh, team he, better in three years yeah he he goes into details about some missteps and that that maybe Tyler Wright had, you know. But I mean, when you're drafting these kids, like Holloway over Mercer, Dawson Mercer, and trading down and allowing Minnesota to get Wallstead and stuff like that. Read the article; it's pretty good. Yeah, trouble in you. paradise, boys. Trouble in paradise. Those <laughs> <laughs> just rock. Doesn't matter, Mercer. buddy. We got Connor McDavid. Nah. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. We're going to talk flames in a bit here. So don't worry about it. You guys will have your chance. Yeah. Uh, so as some other news, Frank Cervalli reports on Oilers now today that the Oilers are very, very close to uh, re-signing uh, Evan Bouchard. He believes it'll be a two-year deal and uh, it'll be more than $4 million. Um, thoughts on that? Uh, we'll throw it to Phil here. Thoughts on that, Phil? Maybe you can bring some positive well, stuff here instead of hatred. It's not hatred. I don't. I don't hate. I don't hate him. You know, I like him now more than I do the podcast. It's kind of weird, but anyways, yeah. well, we can talk more about that at another time when I feel more comfortable doing that. But no, Evan Bouchard. I think it's really important it gets done here uh, sooner rather than later. You know, I remember. I don't remember what year it was. Um, when Gaudreau didn't sign his contract till like opening day like first day of like the actual NHL season. I remember the game was in, was here in Edmonton. I was at the game, but he missed all of training camp and he had a terrible year that year. So, you know, get him signed, get him ready to go, get it off his mind. I think that's the way to go. Uh, Just get something done. So this guy can focus back on hockey and training and getting ready for the season. Yeah. Missing training camp is not a recipe for success. Uh, Vandy, your thoughts. Well, I, I, bridge deal. That's what he needs. I mean, let's not make the mistake of, of, you know, putting the pressure on him like we've done with Darnell and, and, you know, quickly signing him to an eight year deal. Let give him a bridge deal. Let's get, let's uh, see what this kid can come into. And, and they, they don't have money to sign him for an eight year deal. Right. They just, they don't, there's no money there to do that. So regardless, no, it's, it's, it. a, it's a bridge deal. And then it's going to cost them. You guys think they would? 100% I think they would because they know it's going to cost them more money down the road. 
because he's going to be yeah. a $10 million defenseman in his next contract after this one. So there, there's no if, ands, or buts about that. The way he's progressing, he will be a $10 million defenseman in three years from now. So you're going to get him for two years. He's going to get 70 play. points on that power play. That's what I mean. Yeah, he's he's going to get 25 goals and, you know, probably 60 assists, 50 assists. Yeah, just here you go, McDavid. Here you go, Dry Set up. Yeah. Okay. Well, Boom. Brody, your thoughts on kind of what you see and what this what this means. Do you like I don't like bridge deals well, personally, but well, they end up costing in the long run. I, I don't know why he couldn't have gone well, maybe he didn't want to. Eight years at whatever the number turns in. I don't know. Obviously they don't have any money to do that, but the thing I don't like about the way this is kind of played out, I really don't get not just the Oilers, you see lots of deals like this is why does it need to draw out over this course of time? Like, I feel like we all knew it was going to be right around 4 million bucks for two years. Let's go back and forth for a couple hours. Like, why do we got to draw it out for three months? Yeah. Hey, I'm at, I want four or five. I want three, eight. Okay. Let's settle on four. It's going to be right at four or three, nine or four, one, or whatever it is. Go back and forth a couple times and get it done a month ago. You'd be sleeping a lot easier. I don't. I don't get why. I just don't get why these always take so much time. I really don't. Yeah, before you know it, yeah. these guys are coming in here next week for captain skate. Yeah. Right? So, like, let's let's go here. Um, you know, Dar- and we all knew the deal. Everybody knew the deal. Yeah, yeah. We could have told you this at the end of the season. He's going to get bridged for in and around four million bucks. Yeah. Well, it's not done yet. Remember, there is trouble in paradise. So. No, there's no trouble. Not done yet. Not done yet. No contender. <laughs> oh well. All right. Heater. Uh, Hashtag heater, right, Broads? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move to our Calgary Flames report, sponsored by a friends at Martelou Barbershop in Calgary. They got the one location. I was just texting with Nick. Uh he's uh He's a beauty, so uh, he's uh, looking forward to us getting down there too. Is I don't know if he's jealous, but he wants that same sign put in his location, and then he wants us to come down and uh, get our haircuts there. My brother's been there. Yeah, it's oh, really. Yeah, yeah, my brother got his haircut there, but he didn't want to be like make a big deal about it. Okay, so he he went there like along probably a year and a half ago. Okay, so. yeah, when we first started getting them on, right? So, yeah, they're. Yeah, it's a great place. Uh, that's the uh, it's funny. Shatify is the official barber uh, of the Oilers, and um, Martelou is the official uh, barber of the Calgary Flames. So it's uh, that's why it's fitting to have them as our uh, uh, sponsors for our uh, Oilers and Flames report. Um, you know, some great comments from Mackenzie Weger. Um, obviously, a good gesture that he did. Uh, you know, he was uh, in the Shaw Charity uh, Classic, and he got ten thousand dollars, and he donated that back into the community. Uh, you know, so obviously, pretty uh, pretty sweet by him. Um, and then, yeah, you know, Pat Steinberg straight up asked him if he was intrigued to be the captain of the Calgary Flames, and he did not hold back. He uh, pretty much said, "I would love that opportunity." Uh, we went into depth of why there should be a captain and what reasons uh, a captain should be, should be there and why they, uh, they missed one for sure last year. And, and it's been three years since the flames have had a captain. Uh, obviously Ryan Huska and Craig Conroy said that there will be a, a captain this year. My question to you guys now is uh, we put a Twitter poll question out to which guys we think. So in, in basing this on Michael Backman, friend of the pod, uh, 
resigns because he's got one year left. So if he resigns, he is my pick of the captain. Um, but uh, Brody will throw to you first. Who do you think should be the captain of the Calgary Flames this coming season? I think as a business, the best thing they should do is get give it to Lindholm. Kind of force his hand to sign a long-term deal. Bill, did I just blow your mind or what? I was off the no, ball for like the four people that we didn't have in the Twitter poll. Um, but yes, if he resigns, definitely he would be thrown back into the conversation. Phil, Not even resigns because he's got one more year, right? So yeah, give it to him now. Hey, we want you to meet our captain. Congratulations. Roll him out there. A bunch of pictures. He's not going anywhere after that. Well, I've, I've actually seen reports that he he is listening now to the Calgary Flames offers. Is that have you heard that, Bosco? Yeah, there's they're back and forth from what I heard. Yeah, yeah, it's been uh, it's yeah. been a back and forth. Here we go, Brody. That that back and forth again, hey? Yeah. Let's yeah. talk numbers. Uh, it's scary. You talk about a shit show in Edmonton, there, buddy. How about in Calgary? Oh, I didn't. No, I didn't to... say. I didn't. I said trouble in paradise. Calgary Sorry, is no paradise, paradise right now, but yeah. semantics, semantics. You're having to woo one of your players, beg him, please stay here. Look how here's what we can do for you. That doesn't bode well, buddy. So the only way to yeah. him, well, is to well, give if we're at, if, if if we do if yeah, I don't know. Like we don't just all get given captains, right? <laughs> oh my god! Why are you whining? One of the things, one of the 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 comments in that obviously that you know these comments when 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 Kenzie said it. Um, you know, they asked him about the, you know, all the smoke of the guys, the Hannafins, the Lindholms, the other guys that don't want to be here. And uh, yeah, he just kind of shot back and just said, you know what, I'm not going to waste my time on that. My time and energy is going to be focused on the people that do want to be here. Um, and uh, that was kind of his response to that question. And uh, obviously, yeah, you're not going to give a guy a captain when it's one year left on his contract. It just, it just doesn't happen. Well, Right. So it was even shocking for Giordano to get the captaincy in Seattle, um, you know, in that year, knowing that they're, you know, that was a rough year that they're going to be. And then they ended up trading them. But I, I do agree that, you know, I, I don't like this no captaincy situation in the NHL. It's really, you know, crept up here. It's it's quite a bit now. A lot of organizations don't have it. So in my opinion, I don't like it because it, you know, you could see why it doesn't work that way. It's It's good to have one, but you know, for the Calgary Flames, they do have a lot of candidates. Uh, Rasmus Anderson's one of them. Mackenzie Weger's one of them. Jonathan Hubert is one of them. Nazem Kadri's one of them. Michael Backlit, if he resigns, one of them. And like you say, Lindholm, if he resigns, is one of them too. But you know, I'm friends with you know we're friends here with with Bax, and you know he's a good guy. Um, but yeah, they're in a tough situation if he doesn't resign. But he has the right to you know forgo free agency if he wants. That it's in it's in his deal and. You know, he had a great year last year and, you know, even listening to some of the comments, like this was, this was really tough to hear. Like, this is another tough, like I like Daryl Sutter, but, uh, you know, Tyler Toffoli was on spitting chiclets today. And, uh, I don't know if anyone heard him talk about what Michael Backlin had to deal with. That was kind of tough that, you know, like he just had a kid, he had one hour of sleep and Daryl said, yeah, I don't care. You get to the rink, you're practicing. Like Backlin called the trainer to be like, yeah, I'm not coming to practice today. I just had the kid. 
And Daryl's like, yeah, that's not happening. He's coming to practice. And he showed up to practice. Like, you know, like, and Toph talked about a lot. Really? Like, what's that? that wow. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like, shocking. Yeah. Considering you, you, you've already been to war, won the war with, with that player and, and, and you still, come on, man. Even, even, like, even Toph, like Toph, Toffoli talked about a lot of things that he, like, you know, he got, like he said, he got AHL player of the year uh, for rookie of the year. And he thought, you know, Daryl was going to be really nice about it. And Daryl just kind of came up to him and was like, yeah, like he bewittled them for like four straight hours. And then like 20 minutes later, they're on Hamosa beach in Los Angeles and him and his wife see Chris Sutter. And he's like, okay, I got to get out of here. Cause if Chris is there, Daryl's right around. And then Daryl comes walking right up, gives cat, uh, who is cat is uh, to Foley's wife, a hug and kiss on the cheek. And then he goes, Hey Tyler, how's it going? How's, how's your morning going? And Tyler's like, what the hell's going on, man? Like you just, me for four straight well, hours. Yeah. Like, you know, there was a lot yeah, of I mean, he talked a lot about like but in a way I'll I'll give I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He goes, it was kind of comical, right? Like, you know, he talked about his first time that he got called up and his dad he brought his dad up and then he did he didn't play. And you know, because obviously there's the Jacob Elche situation that happened with the Flames too, that you know, Daryl didn't know his name and number and what time he played and all that. It's all head games, right? Daryl was a head games kind of player, kind of coach, right? So, how about him saying, uh, coming into the dressing room, Lenar, get ready. Markstrom doesn't look like he's going today. They're like, uh, it's zero zero after the first. He made 11 saves that period. Yeah. What are we talking about? Yeah. Hey, listen, <laughs> listen, I, I'll be honest with you. I've done that. Come on. <laughs> the coach, yes, I have done that. And get ready for the hate mail, bud. I like, and we're talking 15, 16, 17 year old kids. I've leaned over to Rupp, uh, Luke Oweski, Fish, my brother, guys that I've coached with, and it'll be zero zero at first. And I'll be like, we should be killing this fucking team. And I'll lean over and go, should we pull? We should probably pull one of the goals. (laughs) (laughs) No, look at me like, I've done it. I, I, I kind of get that, but yeah, I mean, oh, it's to hear that. I, w- I was waiting to drive back from GP to listen to the interview, but like, wow, that's a guy you went to war with and won with that. And you're still, and it's 100% not disrespect, but it, I guess it kind of is, but like you would have, you would think you would be, have more of a relationship, borderline friendship with the player. No, but that Sorry, more started because Daryl, they were talking about Daryl, not liking players that had kids during the season. Like once the season was ended, like he didn't, like he wanted you to have like, which is tough. Cause your majority of the time we're, you're male. we're males. We're they're young, testosterone-filled yeah. athletes. Yeah. yeah. But then he talked <laughs> about the rookie else. parties. He's like, he wanted, he expected everyone to go to rookie parties. And it was a, it was a good interview. Like, you know, that it, it's like he was on our podcast, the Foley. We didn't get any of those kind of conversations, but maybe we just didn't ask the right questions. Well, we don't, but, not, yeah, yeah. It's, but, and, and he also had a good story about how 
when he was in LA, uh, they locked him out of the dressing room and played loud music when they could yeah. physically see the door banging to get in. Yeah, but it was just they did it. Yeah. It was it's all mind games for Sutter because and and speaking like what I was talking about the goalie, he doesn't care if the players like him. He wants the team to you know gel, and if they're all gelling <clears> against <throat> him, that means the team's gelling and they're going to be better. He doesn't give a fuck if they care if they like him or not. They care. He cares that the team is going to be better. I thought that was kind of a cool, yeah, yeah, way of looking at it. Yeah, and and obviously yeah. he's very. Defoley's been very vocal of how much he does like Daryl because he's had him since he was twenty years old. But yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, the specs on it. Yeah, and and, it, and the same. Backlund said the same thing. He just he's had. You a, don't have to like a guy to respect <laughs> the guy, right? Yeah. 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 Well, Cal- I'll just say this: Calgary better have an outstanding season because all those players they got their way. Daryl's gone; they got a new coach, so that so that, Phil, that is the we, problem, right? So, Phil, when we go back to the first question, two, one: who do you think will be the captain, and who do you who do you think should be the captain? You know, Rhett Warner made a really good point today. He said, if it's Michael Backlund, why haven't they just announced it and given it to him yet? He's yeah. not, you know what I mean? He's not resigned, so it's an easy... Well, easy, right? like, you're, like, but, not, but like you said, Seattle gave it to Giordano, then traded him the same year. Yeah, yeah, but I think... That, you know, Seattle, like, like Seattle, the, they, they Seattle came out and said that was a mistake, be, though, right? Like, like not to say... But the, but the, auditions, the auditions are on, right? The auditions are on. Like, you hear... You hear about players like who's the first person to call these kids when they got drafted by the Flames? Jonathan Huberto called me. That's what you hear. So Jonathan Huberto is doing that stuff. Uh, you know, you hear about Jonathan Huberto kind of rallying the guys and getting them together and doing like doing team building stuff, right? And then you hear Mackenzie Weger's comments. So it's like, honestly, it's like I don't even know these players personally enough because I. Like Huberto and Uyghur and Kadri, it's like they've been on my team for a year. I don't even know them well enough to say, like, yeah, that should be our captain. Because, like, I don't know. And, you know, like like when Daryl said it last year, like there's no captain on this team. Part of me thinks, like, you know, maybe he's right. Maybe there isn't a captain on that team. And then didn't Daryl also say, like, Sean Monaghan, now that's a captain. That's who I had my eye on. From when he from from like the moment he was drafted by the Flames, I said Sean Monahan is going to be our next captain. But then he, you know, injuries got him, and he got he got he got traded. He's not there anymore, so that's not an option. So for me, I I kind of agree with what Rhett Warner said. Like, yeah, Backlund 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 seems to fit the bill, but you know why didn't they give it to him already? Why isn't he the captain right now? If, if like, like, let's be honest, the Calgary Flames said two months ago or whenever, whenever Huska was hired, Conroy was hired. If like a week later they announced Michael Backlund as the captain, would any of you guys have been surprised? No, no. nobody would have been. Everyone would have been like, oh yeah, makes sense. But here we are. Bosco, you said it. Captain skate starting, starting a week here in Edmonton. I don't know, probably similar to Calgary yeah. and still nothing. Yeah. yeah. So Phil, but they're so, probably not going to name. I don't know. Who do you think is going to be the captain, and who do you think is going to be the captain? Well, that's right. Sometimes the person who is the captain isn't the captain of the team, right? So, 
Wow. He is giving us nothing. Name. I don't know why he's not giving us nothing. Quit <laughs> being in Switzerland and give us a fucking name. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I think I think the Calgary Flames. Um Did I lose you guys? Am I here? We're here. I don't oh. know what happened to you. I think they will name I think they will name Jonathan Hubro the captain of the Calgary Flames. I think a dark horse. I think a dark horse who I think should be the captain of the Calgary Flames is Chris Tanov. He sucks to play against, I assume. Oh, he would be terrible to play against. That is a guy who you look at and you would go to war for every single night. So, you know, because that's that's kind of the way he plays, right? I guess I should have, the, the thing is, I didn't put that question out right because, you know, maybe or maybe I did. I don't like it has to be someone that's signed long term. That's the logistic, right? Like Tanev is yeah. one year away from free agency, Lindholm free agency, Backlund free agency. Like all these guys are one year away. So, well, you got to think about it like from a Flames point of view. Like when a player comes out and says he doesn't want, he's not sure if he wants to re-sign with your team, that hurts like the fan base, right? Who, now who said who that? that? Just Michael Backlund's comments about if he's unsure if he wants to re-sign here, right? Unless things change, he doesn't know if he wants to re-sign here. So and it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, no, oh, yeah, I, I don't blame him. The guy's been in the league a long time. He wants to go to a contender, right? I don't blame him. But would you name him your captain if you're unsure of the future? No. I don't know, man. He just won the Clint Clancy Award, right? Like the community work that he does does there, that's that's captain material in my opinion. Like 100%. You know? 100%. He, he checks every single box that, for me, every day to Sunday. So, you know, but... Okay, boys. Maybe he's bitter because he should have been captain last year and they didn't give it to him, right? He was the only one that was... Fuck, went down that road, buddy. We had Jason Smith, yeah. Buck, Parker, like... Exactly. Let's scale it back. The captain of the team doesn't necessarily need to be the vocal guy, need to be the community guy, need, needs to be the guy in the dressing room that... Or the guy in the dressing room. According to Kenzie Weger's comments, you would be wrong on that because he says he need to be that. You need to be the vocal guy. You need to be in front of the media. You need to go to the GM. You need to go to the head coach. You have to deal with all that. You have to do the community work. You're it's in the gym. It's outside the gym. Okay. Well, if you say that, then it's the guy that needs clout, and it's Jonathan Huberto. Yeah. And obviously, hey, here's my question. Here's my question to Brody and Clay. On your teams, what do you guys look for when you're when you're picking a captain for your teams? Even in well, minor hockey. You want to go first, Clay, or want me to? I I think it is the most ridiculous thing. Kids, they're friggin' 10, 11 years old. There is no captain. They can all rotate. I don't care. Like, kids can vote on it, whatever. I don't think it's even... Maybe get older, it matters, but what's a captain doing with a 10-year-old? Yeah, midget and bantam. Yeah. Like, I look at, at... I didn't even have it for my my band of team this year, but I'm going to speak uh, just watching the three or four games that I watched with with um, Ozzy and Luke this year, and I look at the leadership that they had, and I'm like, mm, yeah, they did their homework on these kids, and 
Yeah. Those are character kids and, and the way they work in a game. I never saw them in practice, but to me, it would, you know, if I'm looking for a captain, when I was coaching at that level, it was, you're looking for a guy that the kids kind of not, I guess, look up to, but, but gravitate brings it. Yeah. Gravitate and, and brings it even in, in practice. Like he, it's so hard to explain. Gets it. They get it. Right. Yeah. They get it. And the kids, the kids feed off. You want to hear a good story, boys? Yeah, go ahead. On that, you're talking about Clay. That was he was one of the assistant captains on the team. So throughout the whole year, Ozzy and Luke were kind of second, third liners. They had all these, the three guys, three best players, all played on the one line. Line was unbelievable. Midway through the year, the coach changed lines. Had one of them on this line, one of them over there. This guy named Matt Slajois, unbelievable kid. He's a leader, born leader. You put that in the Ozzie. chat. Yeah. It's he he gets on the horn, calls Ozzy instead of moping and be, oh I got taken off this line. He gets a, a group chat, texts these boys. Let's have a conference call at whatever seven o'clock on Sunday. Calls them up. Hey boys, here's our line. Here's how we can be successful. You're gonna do this. You're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. And then we're gonna be awesome. And fourteen, I'm like, that's, that's incredible. Like that's yeah. a leader. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and like you know, like you know, almost like I find like you you know a leader like in like a first impression with someone too sometimes, you know? So it's like, yeah, I don't know, like sure. maybe 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 nobody in that flames locker room is doing that stuff. Oh, I think it's <laughs> like, probably much. You I know it probably is. Well, you just said it. But, but you hear he's only been here a year. And here, I mean, in Alberta. So, I mean, he's, it's like, you know, going from Florida to, to Calgary where, let's face it, different lifestyle, different everything. And, and then you come to Alberta and, and you're, you know, let's, like I say, I don't, everybody is picking the flames to finish this, that, the other thing. I think the Flames are going to have a hell of a season, boys. All like, right. Well, you can't. I think. I think, I think it, it's an unpredictable year. I don't know. I I don't know where they're going. What they're going to do this year? Well, no, but I I mean the the, the skill is there on paper, and if we're yeah. going back to talking about captains, you just said it. He's making an effort to to. He's not here requesting a trade after he just got traded to Calgary and saying, I want the fuck out of here. No, he's, he's willing to work with management, willing to work with the new coach. This, that's the other thing. So, I mean, to me, Huberto, you put the C on him, let's see what he does. You can always take it off. And just because he has a C on his Jersey, hence the, the story that Brody just told that kid doesn't have a C on his Jersey. Yeah. And he, yeah. he probably would have done that kid probably would have done that without a letter on his jersey. 100%. And you know what's cool about that? I told yeah. the dad that about two, three weeks after it happened. Dad had no idea. So it's not like he even went to his dad. Hey, dad, here's what I'm thinking about doing. Here's what I did. His dad's like, oh, that's fucking cool. I'm like, not looking for notoriety. just did it. Yeah. 
confident enough to do it too. Yeah. That's a kid. Well, I look at it, yeah. you know, the stories that we know, right? So like Backlund going and telling Daryl to F off a lot last year, right? Getting in his face. So, you know, I just, it, the writing's on the wall, but I can see why Backlund might not, you know, feel the way he feels. Like, I can't remember those comments. So I'm going to have to go back and listen to the press conference because um, I don't remember him saying he didn't want to be there or was questioning that. So I, I'll go back and listen to, you know, the end of the could, year. Could Backlund, could Backlund have said maybe not right now? Like, I don't know. Oh, he's been. We'll see what the future looks like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to be open up the privy conversations that I've, I've had with him, but I know where he stands on wanting to be, you know, a carry flame for the rest of his career. But um, yeah, I can see where maybe things went south last year because of how things maybe played out and whatnot. I, I don't know. Like, again, we're not in that locker room. So, you know, you go off of, comments of other we we don't ask those questions if you, we don't you know we're like spitting chiclets it's spitting right. it's missing curfews missing curfew we're too much podcast too much podcast we're we don't ask those questions we never will that's not Mess, yeah that's not did, how Mess, ever wrote a letter? Did, did he have an ea here who Messier. Oh, in yeah. the 80s yeah he he was an a i know he was yeah. captain then when gretz left but I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be the loudest guy. And I get it. It's a way different era and you got to be more communicative, but yeah, I don't know. My picks who find out soon enough. I think. Yep. You should find out sooner than later. Let's, let's do our season predictions because I'm picking the flames. Everybody's everybody's knocking on them, but I think they're going to be a lot better than everybody thinks they are. Oh, I'd be yeah. surprised Especially if they have. I'd be very surprised if they have a worse year than what they had last year. I'd be very, very uh, surprised. Of course, not. They didn't make playoffs. I'm telling you right now, the Flames are making the playoffs. Yeah. I wouldn't even, remember how. Wouldn't even be surprised if they like. I'm not saying they'll win the Pacific Division because I still think Vegas is the better team. The Vegas really hasn't changed their their team. If anything, they've gotten. No, better. they still got that core. So, you know, just, I would they're, they're going to get a wild card. Yeah, spot. Yeah, Flames know. are amazing, man. But, you know, I think Markstrom will be better. You know, a lot like there are a lot of guys on one year deals that have, you know, contracts. Usually we see those guys have career years into their last deals before they move into another deal. So that could bode well for the so, Flames. And, remember but, that when you start bashing the others. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It's, all it's, of us, Phil. All of us on this podcast. Tell yeah, you know what? Tell, there's zero conversation. Can say, yeah. I I've been nicer to Oilers late the Oilers lately. Yeah. So the and there's Come been, on, I've been kind. For, Come on. You know, for Oliver Shillington, that's a top four defenseman that you're putting right back in the in the flames. Yeah, uh, let's not forget there. about him. So right. I like him. He has an element that none of those defensemen have, and that's skating the right. puck out of the zone with speed. And vision. So, you know, he finally came into his, like Greg Budden said, but yeah, so we'll see what happens with the flames. Obviously a heated debate towards the end of the podcast here. I feel like, uh, you know, uh, it was a good, it was good. There's, uh, some good content, not enough to, to carry on to the lease. We'll have to leave the lease for another day. Cause we are running late. I do not like a podcast or an over an hour. And this is going into, uh, an hour and a half. So uh, this is uh, well over its time. Wow. But, well, let's go. No, no, I don't want to. <laughs> no, no. I'm, uh, 
<laughs> well, they can hit the fast forward button. Yeah. If they want to talk, you want to hear Leafs talk? <laughs> Gigantic. Go Oilers, Flames, Leafs, dude. <laughs> exactly. No, we'll do Leafs. Uh, we'll do Leafs another. Uh, the next Bosco's too. Up. Bosco's too fired up to talk Leafs. I'm not fired up. Yeah. I just, I, I, I just think like. <laughs> I think Backlund's the easiest choice. Um, you know, longest flame tenure. I'm not taking. I'm not taking anything away from Backlund. I don't want to take anything away from Backlund because you know what? I love Backlund, and he has been so good for the Flames. I, but honest, honest, and I, I hate to interrupt again. I know we're interrupting a lot here. You can't give it to Jonathan Huberdeau. Fifty-six points. It's too much pressure on him, man. Like I, you just need him to go and play. And not worry. Like go and be the you could still hundred percent. He could still be the guy that texts the guys first. He can still put the teams to get parties. He did it in Florida. He just didn't do do, do it in Calgary because Luch did yeah, it. Yeah, because he had Barkov. But that's but that's but that's what uh, that's who I think have? they're what gonna name Edmonton captain. Have? What does Edmonton have up north? They got the best player in the NHL. Hundred point guy as their captain. Huberto needs to be the C. No, but I understand what Bosco was saying with like, it, like, is he ready for that yet? Because oh, he needs, he needs to, fo- he needs to focus on having a better season. Okay. So you're saying no Huberto uh, earlier. No, Bosco, you said you can't, you can't pick Backlund because he's only got a year left. It has to be somebody with term. So who? Yeah. Who are you exactly. picking? Crickets. Crickets. Phil, you're the Flames guy here. Like, let's go, buddy. No, I oh. told you. I I told you. I said I think they're going to name Huber, uh, Hubert O captain. Yeah. But I would like to see Chris Tanev as the captain. All right. There you go. I like that. Yeah. All right. Can, can but, argue, but, but we're asking. We're asking you, Bosco. Bosco, who do you say? I like I said, it's easily it's back. I say if I pose the question like we did on on our Twitter page. If if yeah. I put it in brackets, if Backlund resigns, it's Backlund. That's who my vote is. It's Michael Backlund. But then you own. said, but you said he's got one year left. You can't give then it to one year left. I just said if oh, he if he resigns. Okay, okay. sorry, sorry. Yeah. Okay, based on if he doesn't, based on him resigning, it's him. If it's not, if it's not him, you know, there's some there's some other great candidates too. Blake Coleman, two Stanley. So who won the vote? Or is it still out there? No, it's still up there. But Mackenzie Weger's winning it by a landslide because people go off recent news, and they and he's the most recent yeah. guy to have an interview that went public. I'll I'll give you guys the updated number right now. So you know he's so right now um, there's 82 votes casted. Um, there's uh, I put this I put this for seven days long. You can do it for one day or seven days. I did seven days long. So he, with 82 <sighs> votes. Casted uh, Mackenzie Wieger's at forty three percent, Backlund's at twenty six, Huberdeau's at seventeen, and Rasmus Anderson's at fourteen. So, um, and there's and there's some great like you know if anyone listened to you know Pat Steinberg yesterday, one thing he brought up that I didn't know like you know there was times uh, like um, I think it was Yusuf Valamaki had a bad game, bad turnover, and he was getting chewed up part of the part in front of the media, and Rasmus Anderson walked over and said, hey hey hey, get away, let's go, come talk to me. That's my guy. That's my defenseman. Like he took the heat. That's him. awesome. He just said, you, you, yeah. you're not, you're, you're, not, jamming him. you're, not, jam, you're not jamming him up. You, you, like at you. So you go over here. I, love, I got you, buddy. Oh, I, love, I love the way he played. And he goes here, hit, hit it. And he went for two minutes. He went on a two minute rant. He said, this is why you don't do it. It's all good, buddy. I got you. Like, cause it was a puck that he passed over to him. 
that, that, that put him in that, that put him in a bad spot. Yeah. So there's, you know, when you, when the flame, like, I don't like, we watch every flames game, but I don't watch every flames press conference, but you know, um, we're more adept here, but we'll be, you know, try to do this. That's one thing we want to get better at is kind of covering what is, what's being said or heard more with that, but there's no situation. There's no, like, I know, and this is the thing that we, I get a lot. If I get, get recognized in the public or conversations with people, even today at the Perry Pern camp, you know, I, there's a couple of others media. Oh, you guys are pro flames. You don't do any Oilers. I'm like, Hey man, we've, we've, in, we've tried to ask Oilers players to come on our podcast. It just hasn't happened because of the Oilers plus situation. So it's nothing that I don't think the Oilers are trying to jam us up or anything. It's just, they got a new, 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 uh, different way of getting their information out with Oilers plus no other team has that. So, you know, we've had five current players in the Calgary flames on potentially a six. We have a big guest in the, in the hopper here for, for us. If it goes through, that'll be awesome. If not, it, it will kick it down the road and see what happens. But um, you know, well, uh, but yeah, there's no hidden secret that the flames have been easy to deal with when it comes to our podcast and, and all that. But, you know, they're still at both at the end of the day, both these organizations are great and they should be in their prime. The Oilers are definitely in their prime and Calgary should be right, right there too. But, you know, with, with the new coaching staff and, uh, and a great, uh, offensive mind, uh, coach like Mark Savard. And the defensive-minded Brian Huska that should go bold well for them. Markstrom should have a bounce back year, and you would think that some of those other guys that had, like, how many of those guys, like Jamie Jamie Noodles McLennan said on the podcast just recently, he listed off like six guys that had horrible years in Calgary. Can those guys have <laughs> six? Can those guys have two seasons of horrible years again? Maybe they do. I don't know. What I'm talking about, there's no. Yes, but dude, they should not. You think Markstrom's gonna have a bad year? I don't think so. You think gonna get like, 56 points again? Back to 116 points, maybe not, but she should and, get back to 100. Not a chance, dude. Yeah, and I'm I like, you, I like the fact that there's gonna be some young players like Matt Corrado and and others injected into this lineup. You know, so there should be Walker Dewar. Like, you know, this guy's a great. LK is good too. Think about Zari too. He's he's gonna have a bounce back season. Yeah, down in the age. Hey, going, going in the minors. I don't have any clue who you guys are talking about, but I'm gonna take your word for it because Bosco he called Wi-Fi last year. So yeah, <laughs> so and Jino you know, the following year. So yeah, we gotta do we gotta do like a Bosco. Off Bosco the call the year somewhere yeah. like to make it. You know what I mean. Yeah. Make it like a like a Bosco. I don't, I don't know what you call it, but prediction scouting report yeah. segment or whatever. So, um, no, but make plays, it dinner, like, plays dinner's probably getting cold though. So, exactly. <laughs> listen, I'm in a kitchenette. Oh, you splurged, hey? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Is there anything else you guys wanted to add before we jump out here? I know it's been pretty late here, but. Uh, Oh, okay. okay. All right. We'll save uh, some more heated conversations <laughs> for our next round table next week. So um, yeah. So uh, our next interview after this one will be a uh, legendary uh, beat reporter for the Boston Bruins. Joe Haggerty hacks with eggs is his Twitter handle. So uh, Joe Haggerty will be joining us and that interview will uh, be uh, published on Friday. So we're looking forward to, uh, to having that out. And uh, so, yeah, it's been a pretty good, uh, some good feedback here. 
we definitely want to, you know, plug our, uh, our, our fans, our sponsors, our guests. Uh, we have moved up the rankings to 28 in all of uh, Canada for hockey podcasts. So we cannot thank you guys enough for your plays and your downloads. So that definitely means a lot. Um, go over to YouTube, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Shaddy has always given me uh, shit because I never plugged this. So, you know, he's he's probably plugging it more than I am. So definitely uh, go over there and check that out. That's a that's another thing really quick. When we were there getting our haircut, Shaddy literally stopped every person that walked by, made them pull out their phones and press the subscribe <laughs> button on their YouTube. <laughs> yeah he's a big uh he's what a, big a guy support. he's probably he's a awesome. big fan for sure so um yeah so like us subscribe there um everyone enjoy the rest of the week ahead uh stay safe travel safe uh be humble be kind and we'll uh we'll chat with you guys very soon